Office Hours Live is brought to you by Arroya, the ultimate cultivation platform. Unlock the power of crop steering through our state-of-the-art sensors and software. Repeat successful runs and scale faster than ever before. Schedule a demo today at Arroya.io. Hey, everyone. Today, it's, uh, today I'm here with Jason. Uh, let's just kick it off. I don't know, Jason, is this like the third or the fourth? I believe this um, is our fourth session. So, uh, I think last session was our first one where we kind of introduced uh, highlighted topics. Nice. Uh, first two guys introduced into systems, Scott's data, et cetera. Uh, for anyone that's interested, go check those out on our YouTube channel. It's a great place. We've got both uh, just kind of a podcast version, audio only, and we've got a recorded version with the video screen as well. Yeah. So, Awesome. Uh, I don't know if anyone, everyone's met us. Jason, give a short intro. You are? Uh, my name is Jason. I'm the director of client success. I've been a part of the Arroyo project for a little over four years now. Uh, so it's, it's been an awesome journey and we're really happy with the kind of impact that we make for our clients. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we love having Jason on board. Um, for you guys who haven't met me, I, my name is Philip and I've been with Arroyo for, I don't know, two and a half years, something like that. Uh, and I'm the managing director of Arroya, um, and I don't typically get to be on screen, so I'm super stoked to be here and uh, and learn from Jason. So hopefully this this goes all right. Um, all right. So what are we going to talk about today, Jason? Yeah. So topics of the day, we're looking at task management. Uh, what we'd like to do, kind of, is jump into recipes. As we said in previous sessions, recipes are. Your, your template, it's your, your statement of intent on how you plan to operate a growth cycle. Uh, there are quite a few components of, of recipes, but uh, today we're going to focus a little bit on task management. Uh, we might also dive in a little bit on how you can set up alerts, uh, light schedules, and just really get uh, your phasing associated with the type of growing that you're doing for each session. So when we think about uh, how you can discreetly analyze data, those harvest groups are the way that you can chunk stuff out, right? It's a, a growing session over time. Um, when we talk about a harvest group, we, uh, we can talk about either from the beginning of veg throughout flower, mm. uh, all the way through processing. So right. we know the inputs through the whole cycle and we know the outputs and that's what gives you that comparable chunk of data from cycle to cycle. Mm. Uh, some of our clients also just kind of segmented out into the, the flower uh, session. And fortunately, our recipes and our harvest groups are, are flexible to accommodate whatever phases that you need and tie data in from room to room. Okay. So how does recipe tie in with task management? So what we're doing in, in recipes is kind of outlining where your tasks are, are happening throughout that cycle. So when we, when we think about the labor that's going in over the course of you know, an eight-week flower cycle. Mm. There's lots of different stuff going on. We've got IPM, we've got trellising, maybe some deleafing, uh, room cleaning. All those types of actions are, are being involved. And if we can record out in that template and say, this is the type of action that's happening at this expected day, um, then we know what the, the map looks like for the upcoming days ahead. And we've got nice uh, features in the system, things like reminders, uh, things like uh, text notifications, so you can get a push notification or a text notification based on the tasks that you need to be doing. Uh, so you'll get a text when those are assigned. You can get a text uh, based on a reminder alert. So mm -hmm. if 
you need to be doing some uh, IPM sprays at you know 8 a.m. You can throw in a reminder 30 minutes before that. And then you can also send out text notifications of completion. So if you're a, a site manager, uh, someone that's kind of in charge of making sure the right tasks, the right labor work gets done, you can receive messages that are saying that uh, that task was completed. Gotcha, gotcha, awesome. That's kind of what I do, um, setting reminders on my phone, you know. I have to uh, pick up the dog from the <laughs> dog place. Or is it, what's it called? Daycare. You know, I like, you know, 30 minutes before, pick up the dog. That actually doesn't happen. But if I would, that's what would be easy. Okay. One of the nice things, uh, you know, having kind of a consolidated system like this is when we're attributing, uh, it's you know, what I like to call metadata on mm -hmm. top of, of a grow cycle, we get to look at if, uh, you know, if there was any changes in the room that happened because of that task, uh, maybe changes that didn't happen in the room that were supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. I think one of the examples I used was um, an irrigation change task or, or a climate change task. Uh, you know, let's say that we need to go into vegetative bulking from our, our generative stacking phases. Um, obviously, we want a reminder that says, hey, this is the day that... Uh, Philip, you need to go in and uh, adjust our Netaflex to we'll open up our irrigation windows, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, the next day comes along and I see that our irrigation windows are still short. We're still in generative. And I say, hey, you know, Phil, were you able to, to get to that task? Uh, we see that it's not completed. Uh, let's make sure we get right on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, okay. So it's not, okay, that's, that's awesome because it's not only then a way to assign tasks and, you know, notify me that I have a task to do but it becomes a way for a manager or for anyone to go in and see, was it actually done if the data suggests otherwise? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, when we look at uh, how much energy goes into planning out day-to-day -day labors, uh, been in a lot of facilities, worked in facilities where uh, a manager, the director of the, the site goes in early and uh, puts up a whiteboard of that day's tasks, right? right? That's something that you have to... Uh, Modify every single day. Obviously, it's handwritten, so there's no copy-paste features, no recurring uh, type events. And so when we think about stuff that's recurring in a room, uh, you know, cleaning filters, uh, maybe doing some IPM-type sprays, and uh, data collection. So what, when we talk about um, crop registration, taking plant heights, doing runoff readings, a lot of these types of uh, events, these tasks are something that needs to be done every other day, every third day, or any specific uh, points in that, in that session. And some, some of the nice features in Arroyo is uh, the ability to set up repeating tasks. And we can show that here in a minute. Let me get my computer connected. I do have a question on that. So it becomes, because as you said, like today, if you're not using a task management system, but using, I don't know, like board, whiteboards, or whatever you know, manual system that you're using, obviously that's a way for you to communicate that someone has a task. But using Arroya for task management, that also allows you to tie the data, like, like you said, the metadata with the task. So for instance, hey, I have a task to go and check out, you know, the you know, flower room one, two, three, or whatever, and do something in that room, maybe take manual readings. You can actually, as you're doing that task, submit your data and, 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 and you know, tie up the, the record, right? Sure. Not only get the record, you know, not only are you taking the reading or doing what the task is telling you, but you're associating it with that task, um, which is nice. Okay. 
So let's, uh, what do you say, Jason? Let's go in and, and show what it looks like. If we can get it working. Yeah, if you can't, just go to present. Okay, I think I'm going to jump in present mode. I don't see that it's picking up uh, the external display here, so that's all right. For people who have been in here before, typically Scott sits in this chair and with, with his laptop. Now we have Jason's laptop, which is an awesome laptop, but it doesn't present the, the same way, so we'll figure it out. All right, so kind of given a, an overview of how, how tasks are related, then we'll jump into talking about configuring um, tasks in a recipe so that uh, you can lay those out every time. Um, really just apply a, a copy paste to when your next grow cycle is going on. So that way, you know, you've got hundreds, maybe thousands of tasks going on at a facility over the course of uh, months or a year. And uh, no reason to be building those out, to be scheduling them manually, you know, counting days, any of that type of stuff is probably more work than we want to be doing um, mm -hmm. on site. That, you know, that focus needs to be on the productivity of the facility, the growth of the plants, and, and making sure that work actually gets done. So when we are talking about tasking, it's going to show up in a couple of places. Uh, we can jump into the journal here. And the journal is a place where all of the metadata entries can be researched, they can be filtered out, um, scanned, completed, etc. So when I jump in uh, to the journal manually, we're going to see everything. Um, we also have uh, notes, tasks, alerts, IPM, plant events. And then we've got our search bar here. And, and that's everything in the entire facility, like everything that our Roy encompass? Correct. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and we can use the, the search bar here. So if we're looking for something specific, um, maybe we want to see if there's been any cleaning tasks done. And there we go, clean room. Uh, Jim got that done here last week in flower one um we can click on those check out what's going on so in this case <clears throat> excuse me we can see it was assigned to jim when it was recorded when it was due when it was completed uh how long it took and mm -hmm. we'll jump into that when uh, when you're nice. showing the kiosk mm -hmm. mode on how you can pick up a task do some task timing etc um we can mark this uncomplete maybe it's not as clean as we needed and uh you can obviously edit it, duplicate it, or delete this task. So mm -hmm. uh, comments are one of my favorite parts of the way that our tasking is set up. And if I need to get in here and um, give some some notes to somebody, maybe I just want to hit up hit, hit up Jim and say, uh, maybe you can use more bleach next time. Mm. And this will send Jim a, a message if he signed up for push notifications. Right. It's also going to push the record in here. And maybe Jim comes in and says, at Jason, uh, I'd love to, but uh, we forgot to okay. order bleach. So it becomes like an in-task kind of chat, and you can tag people kind of like other, you know, what you would expect from a task management system to be able to do, everywhere can do similar things. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And you've got, you know, things time-stamped, and um, it's just a, just a great way to... Make sure that it's it's not like a you know a whiteboard that's too full to put information on, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and or you know this record's always there. So if we had a daily whiteboard that we're trying to get stuff done, obviously I wouldn't have any insight onto what was going on last week. Sure. So all this record information is is a great way to see um, what has been done 
uh, obviously there's great ways to filter this in here as well. So we could jump in and say, hey, let's filter by tasks. We could go to things that are uh, um, due today. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we, maybe I'm only working in flowers one and two. And I can see, all right, here's the stuff that's uh, specific to these filters. So just a fast way to find the kind of information that you need. Maybe uh, I'm leaving for the day and I want to kind of keep an eye on what uh, what I need to get done for tomorrow. We can filter that out, say tomorrow, we say this week, just to kind of get an idea of what needs to be done. Mm. Uh, and we'll just jump into kind of how you can see these in another, uh, another way. So when we talk about metadata, um, all these records, all these annotations is this, the technical term that we use is called annotations. Uh, and that just means that, hey, this is being written to to the grow cycle. And what we can do, I'm just going to bring up a little bit more normal data for us. So I'm zoomed way, way out here, and that's why things look a little bit funny. But uh, you know, across the bottom, I can Four see months that, worth of data. that harvest group. And uh, if I click into this uh, harvest group name right here in green, it'll actually show you here's our recipe in total. We can uh, zoom over that, and it'll tell us what day we're in what week we're in, we can see that little outlines across the bottom here as well. And then we'll notice that uh, there's a couple little icons underneath mm. the graph. And these icons are denoting some type of uh, activity. Um, and if we click on them, it'll give us kind of some information about what's going on. So these annotations right here were drybacks. Um, those were manual readings recorded to the system. We could obviously plot those as well if we wanted. And it's uh, you know, a great way to keep eyes on the changes in in, in water content and transpiration just by uh, looking at those drybacks. So we can see all those little dots there. Um, and not to get out too far off, uh, tasking is the, the main topic today, but these annotations are just a really nice way to relate what's going on in the facility to what you're seeing in your graph. And like I said, uh, you use that climate change example, um, Maybe uh, you did some deleafing. You should see a slight change in, in under canopy light levels as well. Uh, if, you know, possibly if you're seeing something funny in the graph, maybe uh, high humidity levels. Let's get a task assigned to our, our HVAC manager on site to, to go check it out and see if uh, our humidifiers are working appropriately. Yeah. So great way to kind of communicate, see data, and, and just get everything into one page so it's not so much interface flipping um really being able to take care of what's going on as problems oh yeah yeah i love that so being able to actually see the data i mean obviously you're you're recording your data but being able to analyze it enter notes right into the graph with what you were thinking or what your conclusions were but also being able to assign tasks right there and then to say hey this looks odd you should do something about it this is what i want done you should do it kind of thing exactly yeah and what, what we'll notice on the right side um is the the journal uh it's kind of just a what we call a drawer for example and if, if you don't need to see the journal you can push the door over uh and this is just a specified list from our main journal this is only for flower one because that's the room that we're looking in right now and we can also filter types out so if i was looking at specifically task types i can deselect all the other annotations mm -hmm. And we'll see what tasks uh, are getting done in this room, who they're assigned to, uh, any comments. We can click on that, see, oh, there's the comment that we were just taking. 
we can check out uh, some discrepancies on bench. One, drip was partially out of pot, fixed it, checked the rest of the drippers on the bench, all fixed. Very cool. Thanks, uh, thanks Carl, for, uh, for taking care of our plants like that. And what we'll notice on here as well, that underneath the graph, those annotations, uh, those icons, when uh, a task is done, it's going to be checked off. So right here, we can kind of see a quick view. All right, we missed something going on this day. What, uh, what, we, what didn't we get done? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, so obviously, um, there's different views to view and manage tasks depending on who you are in your facility. Um, how, how do you, how would you, um, as a, like a, a person in a facility, uh, let's call that cultivation manager or something like that, who would actually add tasks and um, create tasks? Would they typically do that in this view? Would it do that in, when they create the recipe or what, it, what do you see most frequently? Yeah, so uh, a little over half of the tasks in, in the Aurea database are, uh, are created from recipes, um, and there's good reason why. You know, we can outline, I've seen up to 70 tasks in a, in a recipe where every time they're building harvest groups, those 70 tasks were automatically, you know, timed um, in relation to when that harvest group started, and you can attribute uh, tasks with all that information that we were talking about so that it, it's set up it's a, just a checklist of, hey, this harvest group is on schedule with what we need to get done. Right. Um, before we do jump into that page, there are other ways to add tasks. So when we're hovering on the graph here, we've got a little plus icon. This plus icon is going to be how you build an annotation. It's going to annotate it at the specific timeline that you are hovered on. Mm. So if we wanted to Annotate something for um, earlier this morning, or let's see, 12.3 last week. We can click in here and say task, and this would just be a one-off task. And this is the, mm. the task creation dialogue when, we, when we're doing just a one-off, right? And uh, I'm just going to call it example task here. Add a task description. We can put in, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a few lines of what needs to be done. Um, we could uh, we could put a URL into some SOP that might be needed for that uh, that type of task, and we'll note there's the date time. I can change that in the dialog here if I need to. Mm. We can assign it to a specific person. So in this case, we'll just choose myself. Task type. This is just uh, gonna allow us to choose a pesticide application, which is a, a subtype of tasks um, that gives us a few more dialog options. So we're just gonna do a regular task. We could say flower one. And we can specify a zone that it needs to be done in. We can specify a priority. And then we can also add a photo. So, you know, photo is a great way to say, oh, the dehumidifier was unplugged. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that'll kind of complete out that task. So obviously you have a lot of options to really dial in your tasks, the location, the time, the zone even, but you don't have to, right? You can just add a task saying sweep the floors. Correct. Facility wide. Yep. Absolutely, and you can say, click on this little, this task is not related to a single room, maybe mm. it's, um, you know, uh, by hand sanitizer for the front desk, right? Mm -hmm. It could be anything. So when we save that in there, it's gonna populate our journal, it's mm. gonna populate underneath on our, our list there. So let's, without further ado, jump into our harvest group, and I can do that quickly just by clicking on the harvest group icon down there. We can also, that's going to take us into this production page. That production page is going to have an overview of all of our harvest groups. 
In this case, I went to this specific one. And if we jump into the schedule segment, this is going to show us what has been set up for, for this harvest group, right? And if we take a look in here, we don't have any tasks necessarily set up on this harvest group, but um, we could throw some in here. So let's throw some tasks in here during generative, let's say clean filters. And there's a couple good options that uh, are nice for this. So it's going to ask what, uh, what day we want to start doing this task. And then you can do a, an uh, add repeat. And I, my favorite is the, the custom. If it is just every day, every week, every month, something simple like that, uh, feel free to encourage that usage. But custom is by far my favorite because I can go and say uh, frequency. So let's go day every three days till the end of the phase. Well, let's just go till the end of harvest. And then we can say add task. It's going to throw it on the list. We could add uh, another task and it says this phase. When we use that custom option, we can actually apply it um, throughout the whole harvest group as a, as a repeating if we want. Okay, so not only within you know like your veg phase or your early flower, or but but for the entire cycle, if you will. Exactly, and so we could go in here and say crop registration. We're going to start that on the third day. We're going to add a repeat, and I'm going to do it custom. We're going to go every four days and we're going to say to the end of phase um, and obviously these are just kind of examples that that we're throwing out there when I say done we'll notice up here that the uh, overview of this harvest group is seeing population of tasking throughout here gotcha gotcha and uh, and and what this does is that it saves it to the recipe so that it this is, is saving to a harvest group. Right okay, now. so a harvest group. So okay. I'm in the harvest group, and what we can do is always make sure that we do save schedule. Um, this screen itself isn't uh, isn't live modifying things. So you need to make sure that you say save schedule uh, to write this to that harvest group, mm. and we'll show you how you can build out a recipe as well. So uh, the relationship of a recipe to a harvest group. A harvest group is going to contain things like plants. It contains a time frame. It is where all of those data records are are living um, so that we can go back and compare. You know, maybe in a year we had a, an awesome run of a strain and, and that strain is uh, is coming back into popularity. We want to run it again, but we can't remember what specifics we did. Okay. Let's go back uh, a year ago and, and check out that. Um, if we want to see how maybe our climate conditions are improving over the course of uh, a few harvest groups, let's bring those up and see that, hey, we made some adjustments that are uh, positively improving the consistency in our rooms. Okay, let's see if I got this right. So the recipe, when you create your recipe, you can add tasks and we can show that. And then you apply that recipe to the harvest group. The tasks get appointed to that harvest group. But then once the harvest group is up and running, you can go in and edit and add tasks as you will, but it doesn't change the recipe necessarily. It Correct. just adds it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you had something like extra for that specific harvest group or whatever. And uh, ironically, it. Uh, that's a great analogy. When when we say the term recipe, we could uh, we could be cooking something, right? And let's say I want my bread to be uh, a little bit saltier. Then what we could do is uh, then what the recipe would suggest. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw a little bit more salt in there, or maybe I want uh, chocolate chip bread or raisin bread. Well, maybe the recipe doesn't include something like that, but we can toss that in. It's going to change 
the course of that on a one-off, it's not going to change the recipe, right? We could go back later and apply that same recipe, um, and it wouldn't be raisin bread. I think we lost your um, share there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I thought we had the cue to, to turn that off for a minute. So uh, let's get it back up and running here, and we'll show you guys how you can build recipes from scratch and how you can use an existing harvest group. So all right. Let's jump in and I'm gonna say, we got these groups in here, right? I just modified one that we're working on there. And then we've got recipes. In this case, we could create a new recipe from scratch. Uh, since I've already put the work into creating one of these harvest groups, let's actually just build it from the harvest group. Make sure I select the one where our tasks are at, 10 tasks, cool. So when we jump into the harvest group, we can hit the schedule page. This schedule obviously says when we're starting, how many days that we're going uh, for each of these different phases, what rooms that they're that the plants are, are being in, so we can tie that data together from the veg and the cure timeframes. If I go up in the top right, we've got a little um, hamburger menu is, is what uh, what's being called, and it's the dot, dot, dot. You'll see it in something like Google Chrome. It means more options. And our, one of our more options here is to save as a recipe. Mm -hmm. So if I save this as a recipe, it's gonna bring all this information out of this harvest group. Well, it's gonna copy it from this harvest group and it'll it'll build a template based on how we ran that. And that's really nice because if you do end up modifying a harvest group through your cycle and you wanna save some of those differences that you did while you were operating, maybe you wanted to do uh, your generative steering for a few extra days, mm. then we could save that as a recipe and it's gonna include those modifications that we did to the harvest group. Gotcha. Yep. So if you know, take it back to our bread example, if we uh, if we made raisin bread one time, then it would be like writing a raisin bread recipe. Um, so I'm gonna jump in here. I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about my myself when I cook. Like I I never follow the recipe. I read the the title of the recipe, and it always turns to shit because because I, I it never turns out the same. Like the bread is like good one time and horrible another time, and um, if I were to sell that bread, it wouldn't be a good bread. So I, I, I appreciate you can, that you can uh, do better with Arroyo. <laughs> Maybe I should bake bread with Arroyo. Um, uh... We'll just get into the uh, recipes here. So when we see this recipe, uh, we can click into it and make those modifications as well. I always encourage people to rename it. So by default, since I created it from a harvest group, it contains the name of the harvest group. So that's where it came from. I'm going to call this, uh, <clears throat> let's call it 14 weeks. This is going to be like, a, you know, nine week. And I like to include probably, you know, how long it is and maybe the size of the substrate. So I'm going to say slabs. And so this might be just like a more sativa type strain that we're running right. for a and while identifiable name so that it's easy to apply that recipe for your current situation. Exactly. And then uh, you know, one of the things in this recipe is our, our light cycle. So a ton of our clients you know, are running flipped light cycles where they've got half their rooms operating at night, half their rooms operating in the day. This one, it says it's starting at 6 a.m. So I'm going to say we're nine weeks slabs a.m., right? Mm. And then if I wanted to make a, a nine-week slabs PM, we could uh, pull out the same recipe out of the harvest group and change our light schedule to uh, 
to that nighttime. And then when we get into our graph, we can see that uh, our lights are following the appropriate schedule based on the um, the shading in the background. So I can zoom in a little bit here to, to say three days. Gotcha. And we can see there's the, the background. And if we put our light indicator on, we'll notice that, hey, uh, we're, we're starting our lights a little bit later than we want to be. Than what the recipe would suggest we should be doing. Exactly. And so that also jumps into um, something I talked about earlier as far as you know, making sure changes do happen um, in a room, for example. And what we can do is we can enable things like target parameters and alert parameters, right? And so uh, these are available throughout the recipe, throughout the harvest group that it gets applied to, and they can be different for each each phase. So you know what we'll notice here is that uh, we've kind of defined where we want to be mm -hmm. with our EC throughout this cycle, and if we had if we had done alerts in here as well, there'll be a little red section. Um, possibly, and I didn't make any uh, irrigation changes like I was supposed to, it could set off one of those alerts that would also indicate that uh, maybe the task didn't get done. Right, exactly. So type back to tasks. Someone had a task, they didn't do it. The data would suggest that it wasn't done and or that something went wrong and you can get an alert. Exactly, yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot about how to create tasks. You do that through your recipes. You don't have to do it through the recipe. You can do it in your harvest group uh, or just um, just through your graph, through your room dashboard. How would a person interact with the tasks once it's assigned? Yeah, so like there's, um, there's a few good options. One is obviously the web interface that, that we're showing here. Um, they can just simply click on that task like we did earlier, talk about completing it, maybe put a comment, you know, explaining that they need some help with it, uh, mentioning any struggles that, that occurred during the task. But doing um, it right, like on, on a laptop or a computer. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, the other option is obviously doing it through uh, our mobile application. Yep. So that's available in the, the Google Play Store and uh, the Apple App Store. Um, you know, they log in like they're used to using it, and uh, they can look at what tasks are theirs, select them off, do a lot of the same stuff as they could from the laptop. And then the last, I think um, you did want to kind of share with us the what's called kiosk mode. Um, yes. We launched this, I believe, about three or four months ago, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback. Um, I've seen some pretty cool pictures of people using these as a dashboard outside of the room. Uh, I like to call it basically a heads-up display. So here in just a minute, we're going to see kind of the the overview of that. It's uh, oh, great. Okay, so I got the iPad up now. So let's take a look at that then, how uh, a user would use the mobile app on a, a tablet, basically the kiosk, to interact with their tasks. So going to navigate to the hamburger menu and Jason if I um, mess this up you just have to correct me but I'm going to click on my kiosk and this is obviously only available on a tablet um, if the screen is, is 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 a tablet size it doesn't have to be a 10 inch tablet it could be like a 7 inch as well but it doesn't work on a mobile uh, on a cell phone and actually since you do have this up let's just show them what the task menu actually looks like in oh, sure. the mobile app itself so that that second one that I talked about was uh was just using the mobile app. You can jump into tasks here. So obviously I don't have any tasks assigned to me. So if I click on all tasks. Okay, so here I get all tasks for the entire facility in the normal mobile app, if you will. 
Yep. Yeah, and you can see that uh, we built up quite a few tasks. Uh, that, you know, like cleaning the filters every three days, etc. Um, it's really up to the facilities on how you know how much that you know they they want to populate this out and um, you know make sure that if they do want these details in their system, which we always encourage that uh, and make it as complete as possible for for what you want your eyes on in the system. Right, and if you click in on a task here, you can delete the task, you can edit the task if you have the permission, I assume, here. Uh, you can complete the task and start working, and also, though, when you do that, take the time. Exactly, yep. Um, and, the, and the comments are available in that mobile as well, so very similar to, to the web app. And then uh, let's talk about the kiosk mode. So yeah, we, we launched this a few months ago. It is available to all customers. Um, you'll just need to be using a, a modern tablet um, and have the most updated version of the OS on that tablet and the, the most updated version of the Arroyo mobile application. So if you All click right. into the kiosk mode, and really our, our desired intent for this is to be um, a display that's, uh, that's available outside of a room or possibly a display that uh, you know, a, a manager is using from, from this uh, from a facility, uh, if they've got a personal tablet or a work tablet they're using. So one of the interesting things would we jump into the kiosk mode, it's, it's technically logged out of any user, right? So this is um, safe for um, open display in, in your hallways, you know, outside of room, it's a great way to keep an eye on what's going on. Because uh, you can't make really modifications in any of the system. Mm. Um, there's uh, you know, a limited amount of interaction that you can do unless you pin in with your key, which we'll show in here in just a minute. But okay. uh, what we want to kind of notice from this is we've got gauges on the right side that are indicating the data parameters in the room at that time. There's a few things going on. So there's a, if we'll notice, let's look at water content real quick there. We see that there's a dot and then there is a a white range around uh, just before that dot. That dot is kind of indicating, hey, this is where it's at in respect to that range. So in this case, water content right now is uh, a little bit higher than it's supposed to be for, for this parameter. And that's why it's filled in red. So that red is giving you just a, a quick heads up that says, hey, um, we are not meeting the described parameters by, uh, by the recipe targets. Gotcha. So here I have a, a range if you've entered. Exactly. Yep, and what we'll notice is uh, these are gonna be averages across the room. So if you have more than one climate station, um, pretty much everyone's gonna have more than, than one substrate sensor. These are uh, averaged across the selections on the left side. So the left side is showing us the harvest group, uh, how many days into that harvest group we are, what week, when it should be harvested, um, and then also obviously the cultivars and the zones that are being populated from that group. So if we click on, let's say, ice cream sherbet, we can see it's selected right now in green. But if we unclick it, we're going to notice that uh, the pertaining zone of ice cream sherbet down in zone one is also unselected. So if we need to just check out on specific zones or cultivars, that's a great way to do that. You'll also notice that uh, the substrate information, so temperature, substrate, EC, water content, did slightly change when we mm. select that and unselect that because it's excluding your ice cream sherbet from the average that's being displayed on that uh, that gauge. Since we're on the topic, let's just click into one of these, which would take us from the averages to the single or all the sensor readings. 
for the entire room. Exactly. Yep. And in this case, we can see that uh, that target line as well. So, um, you know, being a little bit higher, I believe, than we're interested in. It's showing our our min and our max. Um, oh yeah, here you see here at the bottom here. Yeah, that was being described. So we're way above uh, our target limit here. Correct. <laughs> and that's why it was uh, that was in red. Uh, this screen is very similar to your mobile app screen uh, for the for the data charting. So your options up top are right. time, sensor type, zone. To kind of tie up the task management conversation, let's jump into how you would use this for tasks. So I'm going to click the um, the login button here, which would allow you as a as a user to log in. Um, this would show only me as a user because I'm the only one who's logged in on this iPad. And I'm going to click in my code if I can remember it. Yes. So, kind of just to think about the physical world. Uh, let's say that this iPad is is up there in flower one sitting outside of the room. Phil walks by and notices that our, our EC is a little bit high. He logs in uh, and maybe he starts uh, working on a task or building a task that could be related to that. Maybe it's not related to that. Maybe he's just going into the room anyways. He wants to see what needs to be done in flower one or, or remind himself what, uh, what has been completed in that room for the mm. day. So now that he's logged in, he'll have access to the tasking options, which is a little checkboard or uh, right here to the right. Yep. So I'm going to click that check mark and then I can see my tasks. Obviously, I don't have any assigned. And then I have all my tasks here. Uh, oh, no, this is all the tasks for the entire. No, this is all the tasks for flower one, right? Correct. Yep. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. And now I'm just going to click into one. Okay, awesome. So obviously this task doesn't have any description, but if but here I can add a link to an SOP. I can add a description of how to do this task. If if there was a you know a, a in depth detailed instruction of how to clean the room, it would show right here. Correct? Exactly. Yeah, and you can see those comments. You can reopen it and start timing it. So let's say that uh, you do go in to check this uh, zone one sensor for abnormalities. It's gonna say all right. Phil's doing this, it's in progress. Here's the time being spent on that. When uh, when you leave that room for lunch, you could say pause. Um, maybe you're, you're done with it and you're leaving that room for the day. You can say finish and it's gonna record this uh, with the total time that it took you. Oh yeah, 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 so paused, I spent 16 seconds. I'm gonna continue, I'm gonna click finished. Okay, so now it says that I completed the task. It took me 18 seconds and this is a demo site, so I'm not, messing with anyone's tasks, just so everyone know. Um, but it took me 18 seconds if I would have done this task. And then I get that in my in my record. Exactly. Awesome. And then we got the comments down here. So just a simple, easy way for you as a um, as an employee just to look just to see your tasks on the floor. This is I great. do think Jason. if I log out, so now I'm logged out, if I click this checkbox, just as the last thing, I can actually see all the tasks but I won't see my tasks and I don't think I can. No, I can't actually go in and start a task. You would have to log in to do that so that uh, there's no way for someone who isn't authorized to go in and actually complete a task. That makes sense. Exactly. Hey, Jason and oh, Philip, Keisha uh, chiming in here. here really quick. Just want to let everybody okay. know Let's who's on Office Hours today to please submit your questions on the chat. Um, Jason and Philip, we actually have quite a we few questions from our- Keisha. Oh. I can hear. Oh, 
It's just me who can't hear Keisha. Sorry, Keisha. Go ahead, Keisha. Now I can't hear you. I could hear you just before that, though. It was just Phil. Yeah, it's just me. I can't hear you. That's okay. Jason can hear you. Oh. <laughs> Let me plug back in. You want to hear me? Yeah, we can, we can hear you, Keisha. You can hear you? Jason can. <laughs> Jason, you just have to talk to me. <laughs> just wanted to uh, let everybody know we are taking their questions. Please do enter them into the chat. Anything that you'd like to ask. Um, let me go ahead and ask one of the questions from our Instagram community. Um, someone submitted that their team uses a dry erase board and spreadsheets to manage daily tasks, and that seems to work. So wouldn't letting all that go to bring on Arroyo take even more time? Uh, no, it really shouldn't, uh, because when we talk about uh, you know the day-to-day -day activities of building a whiteboard and managing a whiteboard, it's uh, you know it's in one location. It's been only able to be seen in one spot. So there's a lot of energy that goes into maybe remembering that stuff, maybe going back to the whiteboard, uh, managing the whiteboard as, as a single physical piece. And then the other thing I talked about earlier was uh, building out you know, a recipe. So that recipe is going to be all the tasks for a timeline. Um, you know, maybe if I've got 70 tasks that needs to be done on each harvest group, every time I build that harvest group, that's 70 tasks that get built in one action of assigning that recipe. So, I'm not sure that uh, it's it's really fun to write that many tasks on a whiteboard. Uh, from our perspective, you can really save yourself a lot of headaches and really help organize how that tasking gets done by, uh, by making it digital, making it visible where people are at, giving them reminders, seeing that it's done or not done, knowing how long it took when they record it, um, being able to dynamically comment uh, as a team working opportunity. Uh, I think it's a huge improvement over, over whiteboards. So to answer that question simply, uh, would it be letting, uh, would it be more worth letting all that go for Arroyo? Absolutely not. Uh, there's probably still applications where you'll want to have a whiteboard for whatever reason. Um, maybe it'd be nice to have a quote of the day up on that thing. Give everybody those good vibes. Another question we have, sir. So deleafing is the most challenging task our team has to deal with. How can Arroyo help with that? Great question. Uh, yeah, there's. We have to reiterate the question because I can't hear. Unfortunately. Oh yeah, the, qu the question was: uh, deleafing is one of the, the most difficult or, or time-consuming uh, tasks mm. that their team has. Yeah, I can show you here. Uh, how can Arroyo help with that? Well, uh, Arroyo can help with that because you can start to get an idea of uh, you know how much time that that deleafing takes. Um, make sure that you know from historic uh, harvest groups what time in the um, what phase or what day of the harvest group that the deleafing was most important to be done. And then one of the other things is there, there is a, you know, a solar panel on our substrate sensors, which give you a, a light approximation or a light indication of what's going on in the substrate mm. um, below the canopy. And so when you delete, you can kind of start to quantize, you know, how much of that was needed and did it turn into a better harvest group or not. So we're always talking about using these data records uh, as a source for continuous improvement. And sometimes, uh, you know, maybe uh, reducing the amount of deleafing energy that you put in could be uh, more profitable if it doesn't have any negative um, side effects on, on the outcome of that cycle. Gotcha, gotcha. So you can actually use the task management to record um, how many labor hours were actually put 
and when it was done. Uh, so you can go back and look at that and see kind of like, was it worthwhile or wasn't it? And, and really tying, the, tying everything together. Yep, so talking about inputs compared to outputs. Uh, right. Tracking it all in uh, a discrete segment of time. We know here's everything that's gone into the cycle when it happened, and then make sure that you're recording your yield weight or using our, uh, our metric integration workflow to kind of speed up that harvest process and tie all the data into one. I saw one, uh, I saw one customer, because deleafing is kind of like a technique. I tried it once and I was horrible. I did like, you know, I don't know many how plants, it's like, just like my baking, I didn't how many plants in an hour, uh, but I had to try it. But just that fact, when you have, for instance, the kiosk outside of a room and you have uh, deleafing as a task, just being able to actually uh, include instructions and maybe a video URL or something like that, just to actually teach if you have a new deleafing team have the task management system help your team to do their tasks effectively as well. Exactly. Awesome. We got, a, we got a similar question from someone for whom irrigation is a major task. So how can Aurora help with something. that? Uh, how can Aurora help with irrigation? Uh, that should be a really easy one. So, you know, one of the biggest advantages of our system and kind of why it has been a, a nice wave in the industry is the accuracy and the deployability of our substrate sensors. So at this cost level, we can really get an idea of the uniformity across the room for the types of irrigations that are going on. Since we're logging data 24 hours a day, every three minutes, you get really good visibility into whether your irrigations are performing as, uh, as intended and you can really help your team make the right irrigation decisions by monitoring and logging drybacks, mm. uh, looking at your EC, how much uh, your EC is, is stacking compared to your, your feed nutrition levels. Um, it, it gives a ton of visibility onto how your irrigation system is performing and helps you really dial in how you want to be irrigating. Great. Um, and then someone wants to know how Arroyo can help with my, managing my team. I know we talked a lot about assigning specific tasks, but what else? Yeah, so, uh, you know, that common feature is a great way to, to help your team with each other. Uh, from the staffing structure, Arroyo lets you do specific types of permissions. And this was uh, a really early feature in Arroyo because we realized that the more people that can be involved with the interface, the more information we can get in there, the more complete the picture of the whole operations of the facility. And so we can have uh, you know, admins that are able to do, modify, see uh, all the options in the system, and it's completely configurable. So you can add as many different roles as they're called, and those roles are uh, a permissions profile. Um, they're fully configurable by the user and uh, allows you to include people that uh, may not need to be seeing the data or making modifications in the system. Uh, I have something to add to that because I've been to a couple of sites now, maybe 10 or 15 or so. And what I really see Arroyo do in terms of being able to managing your team is sure, we always talk about crop steering and you know increasing your yields per square foot per year and really how Arroyo is the tool that you want to use to do that. But with the integration of task management and having, as you said, having more people actually use the software and use the platform, 
um, it really ad adds a sense of um, ownership and accountability to the team as well. So it's not only about managing your team, but it's managing them through giving them authority um, or um, a sense of control because they have everything right there in their mobile app. They have the kiosk, they have the mobile app, they can go in and do what they've been assigned to do, but they have everything in the platform and they get to use it just like everyone else. So it, it really creates, as, as far as I've seen, it really creates a sense of um, happiness, if you would, you know, a sense of control because I know what I'm supposed to do. It's right here in my pocket. I got the descriptions right there and it, it helps you manage your team by helping the team manage themselves, themselves, if you, if you will. So sure. less, less energy goes towards actually telling the team what to do, writing on those boards. Like you can do it all right there in Arroyo. Yep, and it, it definitely empowers people to be making the right decisions. Exactly, empowering people. So, well, a great example of this would be uh, maybe some uh, foliar spray that was happening uh, late in the day. Uh, let's say that uh, that yesterday uh, someone misinterpreted the whiteboard, for example, and they went in and did some defoliation or some uh, some foliar spray. Excuse me, and they didn't cross it off. Uh, they didn't use the the Arroyo data record, so there was no indication that it got done. Maybe I came in today seeing that, uh, hey, this this is something that needs to be done. If I go in the room and, and do it twice, that's obviously one a waste of materials, labor, and probably not, not a great thing to be doing to your plants. Uh, if you're using Arroyo, obviously, even if you didn't check off the the task, we could see with uh, you know the lights getting turned down, and or that humidity increasing, that mm -hmm. uh, there was probably some foliar activity going on in there. Gotcha, yeah. Great, so we have just a few more minutes here for anybody who would like to submit their questions in the chat. We would love to get to them before the end of the broadcast. But I do have another question from our Instagram community. I'm getting ready to set up task management with Arroyo for the first time. Where do you recommend I begin? I would recommend you kind of, uh, Collaborate the tasks that you, you think are, are going to be happening. So uh, collecting your previous documentation and building out a recipe for what all of that, uh, what of all that information is. So maybe if you are coming from a whiteboard, uh, start capturing on a daily basis what, what's going up on your whiteboard, well, you know, what day of the cycle is that happening, and populating those into your recipes. By the time you're done with that first Harvest group, uh, everything from your whiteboard is now into Arroyo. It gives you just a great spot to be productive. Okay, so basically start with uh, the repeatable tasks, the tasks that, that they know goes into every harvest. Kind of thing. Exactly. And if uh, one-off tasks are very helpful as well, so if you kind of want to start playing with those, it's, uh, it's an easy way to begin experiencing the, the tasking feature. But in the long run, um, and able to become more scheduled, more repeatable, mm. having those in recipes is a, a really nice feature. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, actually starting with the harvest group and the recipe, because everything else kind of comes nat naturally after that. Because once that's in, you, you, you're kind of, um, you're, you're, you, you've started, you've gotten the momentum of using Arroyo and, and getting access to the kiosk and the mobile app and actually starting using it and fiddle with it and, Playing with it comes naturally after that, if you have that base. Exactly. Why we call it a, a template or a recipe. Right. Jacob Painter, thank you for your question. Jacob wants to know, when you assign a task, oops, sorry, just lost it. When you assign a task, does Arroyo tell you that it wasn't complete or do you have to look? 
So the, the indicator of whether it's complete or not is that, that check mark. And then you can sign up for a completion receipt. That being said, uh, we do have a feature request in that uh, is talking about a missed task alert. So um, I think specifically what you're talking about is if something didn't get done when it was due, uh, getting a message out to say, hey, let's, uh, let's get some energy behind that and, and make sure that the person that's supposed to do it knows they're supposed to do it and this gets taken care of. Jacob, thank you for your question. If anyone else has questions, please do put them in the chat. I have one more here from our Instagram community. How would you recommend measuring metrics without data logging? Uh, with a lot of work, uh, a lot of energy. We were talking about G sheets earlier as um, you know, maybe a framework to, to get this information. If you're not using data logging, that means that most of that information is coming in with manual energy from your employees. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if you want to measure your metrics, you can always take spot measurements, but that's not going to give you a metric. If you want to measure metric without data logging, you're going to have to data log, but manually, like go in every so often, take readings, write it down and try to keep track of it. I mean, that's what a lot of customers do when they're starting out because they're small. But once you become big, once you grow and expand your, your business, it, it, I mean, the labor that goes into it becomes significant. But sure, you can do it. Good question. Yes, thank you all so much and, uh, to our community. Uh, oh, Jacob, another question here. Is the A sensor for CO2? The A sensor, oh, the Atmos sensor? No, so the Atmos sensor is, uh, the Atmos 14 that we use for climate measures uh, humidity, temperature, and uh, VPD. Um, Scott mentioned this last time, we do have a climate station in the works that will measure CO2 as well. Um, the world is in a difficult place with part shortages, so unfortunately we haven't been able to launch that as, as uh, planned, but it will come where we're going to be able to measure CO2 as well. But today the Atmos 14 that we do use does, uh, does not measure CO2 uh, as of yet. Great. So Jason and Philip, those are all the questions we've had submitted so far. Everybody who's on the call, we do have a few more minutes if you have any other questions, but any final thoughts to, to close out our task management discussion? I, I, I love task management uh, and the features that we've built. Uh, it's always fun listening to Jason explain how it works. Um, so I'm just very thankful that I got to participate and uh, in, uh, as, a, as a guest here uh, in the office hours. Um, and if you're not, if you're an Eroya user and you're not using task management, I strongly encourage you to do that. Um, try it out and see how it works. Jason? Uh, I think we've covered uh, most of the task management pretty well. I wanted to thank the audience and any of the viewers out here for spending the time to check this out. If you enjoyed this content, get on, get on our YouTube channel, check that stuff out, jump on our Instagram, see, uh, see the material that we're hitting, hitting the web with, and uh, check out our system at Eroya.io if you're not a user already. If you are one of our, our clients, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us about uh, what's working well, what, uh, what you'd like to see in the system. So hit us with any of the questions that you have and just uh, we always enjoy your engagement. Awesome, Jason and Philip, thank you so much. Philip, nice to have you. Thanks for joining us as our special guest this week. And thanks to everyone who joined us for Arroyo's Office Hours Live. Um, this is your time. If you have any questions about Arroyo, how it can be used to improve your cultivation production process, you know, any topic you'd like us to cover in future sessions, feel free to let us know in the chat. 
or shoot us an email at support.arroya at metergroup.com. And of course, you can always DM us on Instagram. We definitely want to hear from you. Um, we record every session. We will email everyone in attendance a link to the video from today's discussion. It'll always, it'll also live, as Jason mentioned, on the Arroya YouTube. Please like and subscribe. And then, of course, if you find these conversations helpful, feel free to share the video with anyone else who also may find this information useful. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Office Hours Live is brought to you by Arroya, the ultimate cultivation platform. Unlock the power of crop steering through our state-of-the-art sensors and software. Repeat successful runs and scale faster than ever before. Schedule a demo today at arroya.io.